Hi, this is Jackie Walker, former HR professional and current romance novel author, and you're listening to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. The train is off the tracks and we haven't even started yet. Let me tell you. I'm JC. It's my pleasure to be back here, ladies and gentlemen. We've got all the way from sunny Central Florida and the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who basically has uh, enough stock in Disney where that vacation club calls him to take turns at his house. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, please welcome Ricky Bias. <laughs> I was not expecting that, brother. But thank you for that. That's almost true. No, it is. Uh, I know. Disney Vacation <laughs> Club. I'd like, to, I'd like to use my points to go to Ricky's house, please. <laughs> 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 totally doable, too, I think, right? Yeah, it'll cost extra if I, uh, if I cook for you. Isn't that right. how it works, though? Like, you could trade your points in to do random things? Random things that are sanctioned by Disney, yes. All right, so we just need to get Disney to sanction staying at your house and grilling steaks. Not not if they want to keep their stock levels up, brother. Now that's not going to happen for them. (laughs) They'll bring them down. Well, it's good to hear you back here once again. We have the uh, 2022 25th anniversary of the Space Coast HR Conference coming up in just a few short months, ladies and gentlemen. Going to be our pleasure to be there that day. Uh, the HR Talk podcast will be set up on the floor of the conference. Feel free to stop by. Ricky will be th- there to interview you the entire day long. I'll be stopping back by the table periodically in between emceeing the fantastic event. Now, look. For a lot of people that are tuning into the program, you know, like I do, you do have to get out there and get those recertifications taken care of. You take a class online, you go meet people in person, you do whatever. But let's be honest here. This is Florida. It's Florida. It's a very beautiful place. It's very big. And there's lots of water. There's water everywhere in Florida. And the New Yorkers, they're moving down hand over fist. So it's like the Bronx of the South. Only it's it's (laughs) much nicer. It's much nicer. Not, not nicer. that the Bronx is bad. I mean, we're all big fans of the Bronx here, but this is different. It's different. And when you're down by the water, a very magical, special thing happens. Here's what happens. There's a breeze and there's sunshine and you feel better about your life. So listen, if you're in a part of the United States where you are saying to yourself, you know, I've been on COVID lockdown for two and a half years plus, and I need to recertify these credits, you're going to still be supporting the foundations associated with SHRM and HRCI and all this good stuff. The money is going to help go back into those organizations. You're going to help the local community in one of the largest growing employment areas of the United States, probably a place where you even lost a lot of your employees due to relocation. So Mm. with that, you know, come on down, come check it out. Ricky, where's it going to be this year? It's a brand new location. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. This year, the 2022 Space Coast HR conference, the 25th anniversary, mind you, at a brand new location at the Radisson Resort at the Port over in Port Canaveral, Florida. Not too far from the old location. It's still in the Space Coast at the beach. You cannot go wrong with now, that. Now, the, the Radisson by the Port, there was a whole thing about this for the longest time. Look, yeah. if you haven't been to the Radisson by the Port, there's something very important that you need to know. They have new carpeting. 
brand new coverage. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. We were on a call the other day, and they're like, look, it's it's like totally renovated. It's like brand new carpeting. So, like, that whole, like, vibe, you know, when you, you go in and there's, like, old carpeting, and and you could tell right away, like, mm, it's just slimy enough where I'm not going to take my shoes off. That's not this place. That is definitely not this place. We're talking, like, five-star accommodation type. Like, this, we, we can fit. I think it's, like, over a 1,000 people in the room, too. Even That's associated with COVID. I mean, this is like very big. And so get your tickets, get the early bird special. If you want, if you look, look, I'm just being honest with you here. If you want to pay a little bit less to get those recertifications taken care of, buy the tickets today. Because when the early bird special expires, it becomes more expensive, right? And you don't have to go to the conference on a Tuesday or Thursday. This isn't like Southwest Airlines. It's one day, okay? It's just one day you buy that ticket, but you can get it in advance right now. Lock in your placement. And you know what? Bring your coworkers with you. You guys, your your team, your your pros, you're doing your thing. You need a day together. You need to bond. You're going to get skills, assets, knowledge, abilities, hand-delivered to you on a silver platter. You're going to get us there with you, having an amazing time. And trust me, Ricky would be honored to get your autograph. Nobody wants his, so please, come on by. You know, He's let him lying. meet you, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and we'll go from there, you know. Oh, wait, what? Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Inspirational quotes with the gray-haired silverback, Ricky Baez. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen who listen to HR Talk from all over the world. We got people from India, Germany, France, Zimbabwe. All over the place. Listen carefully. If you own a business, if you have employees, make sure you check in on your employees in a genuine way. Be authentic. Have an authentic interest in what they like and what challenges they're having. Because if you check in on them just casually, following a checklist, that's worse than not checking in on them at all. Authentically do stuff to your employees and mean it when you do it. No, Ricky Baez. Authentically check in on your employees. Oh. Don't authentically do stuff to your employees. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ew. Right. I wanted to authentically give you a raise for doing such great work technically today, Ricky, but we'll retract that, that for right now is the thought that counts. We have a heavy schedule on tap, ladies and gentlemen. We are still yeah. going to try to get this done in one hour's time just to hit the top down real quick for you. Uh, new employment and law obligations for construction companies. We've got a topic there to cover today. EEOC and the DOL launch programs to broaden inclusion strategies, removing hiring Ooh. barriers. School districts. School districts could do a lot better in the world if they lean on virtual recruiting. And according to U-Haul, Palm Bay, Melbourne is one of the fastest growing U.S. cities in all of the United States. These are your current event topics. Before we begin, Ricky Baez, over to you. I know you have some stuff you wanted to talk about before we jump into things here. No, actually, so so real quick, what what I wanted to do, going back to the uh, to the to, to the Space Coast HR conference coming in April of this year of um, uh, 2022, April 20th, 
2022. That is, you can go to spacecoasthrconference.com. You can get your tickets there. But here are the speakers that we have, JC. You ready? Yeah. We have Ash. Yes, please. Yes, read them, please. You have Ashley Brundage. You have Lillian Chavez Moon, Darren Finley, Sam Slay, Michelle Tatum Bush, M. Lewis D. Wilson. We already have schedules to interview each and every one of them individually to talk about what kind of um, um, uh, presentation they're going to be bringing to the stage over in Cape Canaveral in April. We're going to have a schedule coming out probably in the next couple of weeks to look but you know when these episodes are going to be released. We cannot wait to see you live over on April 20th talking to all these professionals. It's going to be fun, JC. Well, I'm looking forward to having a chat with Alan and Kathy as well as a specific chat with Brenda. Brenda, part of the team over there at Space Coast, and, and there's the two societies that are together. So when yeah. we say Space Coast, we're talking the conference in general, okay? So, so Brenda uh, really wants to talk about data. And I'm a huge fan of data, and I love those discussions and chats. So I'm looking forward to that banter. And we also had Alan and Kathy reach out. Uh, I do hope that things got scheduled there. Look forward to uh, our time with people coming up. You are going to be learning more about the speakers, more about the presenters, and everything like that. And uh, we're going to get into that a lot more in the weeks to come. So, Ricky, um, it's been a bad week for you, you said, right? You're about to um, move to Guatemala, I believe? Something about human trafficking and an investigation at work. What happened? This is news to me. I don't know what kind of human traffic investigation any HR professional is oh, going to be looking oh, into. We, we, <laughs> he's got one of those names, ladies and gentlemen. I typed in Ricky Baez, current events. It came up with a different Ricky Baez. I see the picture now. It's a different Ricky. It's a different Ricky. <laughs> You know, I, Ricky, I get that all the time, too. Like, I, when I was younger, I actually went to sell a tennis racket to a friend of mine. And uh-huh. I said, yeah, it's autographed by Jimmy Connors. And it, it was me. I mean, it had my autograph on there, but he thought that it was, like, authentic, you know. So, yeah, these things happen. Name differences happen. And it is okay. interesting when we think about the workplace as, as you go to hire somebody, if you have a senior versus a junior, if you have people with uh-huh. similar or common names, or people that are transitioning and maybe have different names, you know, transitioning in whatever their phase of life may be. Maybe they have a maiden name or a two-part last name from a cultural background, and they're reducing it down to one name. You do run into complications with that from time to time, don't you, Mr. Baez? Oh, look at that face. Yeah. Oh, I do. I do, because I do have uh, some siblings that have the same exact name as I do. And um, we've taken very different paths in life. And um, whenever I go get a new job or I apply for a house and they're in a background, they always look at the wrong Efren. <laughs> they always look at the wrong Ricky. <laughs> and I have to uh, explain to somebody who's given me the uh, – ever had somebody look at you like, I don't believe a word you're freaking saying? Yeah. And uh, until, until oh, they see actually, how serious I am. No, I, I had that happen in an interview not too long ago. I told them about the story of uh, how we were over at Space Coast doing the conference. We packed up in a car, drove to Gainesville, did disrupt HR Gainesville, yeah. and uh, had some technical snafus. They're like, you don't have to tell big stories and lies. I'm like, just call my references. Don't be a douche. You know, it's or, fine. Or, or better yet, don't call references. Listen to the show. <laughs> I mean, it was very – that whole ordeal was very well-documented. Oh, very well-documented. Video, social media, podcast, 
And yes, we even have witnesses that were there by Ricky, the hundreds it's, who can attest to that. It's been two years since we were together for Disrupt HR Gainesville, the first edition, oh, wow. I believe, right? Two years ago uh, now. That just two years or was that the second edition? I, thought it was I believe three. I thought it was the first one was in two thousand. That was the second edition. Yeah, the second was edition it? Okay. It was yeah. two years ago today. Actually, yeah. you know, the internet's popped up with some pictures on that with uh, Leslie and David Miklas and, and Summer Sherrod and oh, a, a lot of so the, much fun. A lot of the Gainesville crew that was there yeah. as well, and and Wendy Sellers coordinating that. You know, it's uh, it's crazy how time flies by really is. Hey, I've, I've been rambling quite a bit. Over to you, uh, general topics, and then let's get into these stories, Rick. What do you got? General, what do you want to talk about? Oh, man. What's we on don't your have mind? enough time. <laughs> Come on. Uh, quite a bit. Quite a bit. What do you mean? See, it's, uh, I, I don't know if you have seen... I, well, I'm sure up in Buffalo, you have seen the same thing that we're seeing down here in Central Florida. Yeah, the fourth, know, se- the fourth, series of, uh, fourth season of Ozark. We, we saw it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you want to go there? You want to go there? Do we want to do spoilers? I just started, no, no. Well, I just only saw episode one of the latest season. Oh, don't talk to me until you're done then. <laughs> Are you done with the whole thing already? The whole thing's over. Yeah. Got you through it all. You binged it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, you know what? So let me ask they you this. They don't piss Ruth off. You don't piss no, no, off no, no, Ruth. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, dude, don't you do don't, that to you me. You don't make wait, Ruth wait. mad. That's all I got to say. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you are. So what are you more of a fan of when a streaming service dumps the entire season so you can binge it in eight hours or when they have the old TV format that they release an episode? Um, it's it's one day a week, weekly S- until the six of one, half dozen of another. I'm a fan of both. But if they're going to put it all out there in one shot, you know, if if I've got the time and I have the opportunity, I'll go through it. You know, uh, if I've got other stuff to do, well, I'll, I'll do it on appointment then from that point. So it's it's neither here nor there. I'm easy peasy. I say just put them all out there. Make everything available. You, uh, go into production and shoot yourself a 57 hour long movie and then cut it up into 30 minute segments and put it online. <laughs> you know, like well, just, I mean, just go do that. You know, you know, they've already well, got every Marvel movie and every movie recorded to man. Oh, yeah. done. They're just editing yeah. that and waiting for release. Eh, put them all out now. Yeah, just yeah, do it. Same thing with Star Wars because uh, it, it's uh, everybody knows I'm a Star Wars fan and I'm a huge fan of Disney Plus. So the book of Boba Fett came out at the end of last year. So they release it every Wednesday, and I'm excited to see. You. I like to watch whether it's a half hour or one hour for the episode, and just anxiously wait for the next week until then. Netflix comes out, says here's everything. Waste an entire weekend. Check on it this. out though. What, with that with that slow release like that, it's a lot like the workplace, if you think about it, with the slow release. They already have the knowledge. They're possessing the knowledge. They're holding on to that sacred, sacred, special knowledge. I got my little knowledge doll, and I'm not going to let it go. But you're the new employee. We're going to train you. We'll bring you up to speed. We'll we'll slowly give you a little bit of this knowledge. I'll let you see the doll a little bit. Here's my knowledge doll. And then they tuck it away. Oh, look, little knowledge doll says, don't do that. Not here. And then they tuck it away. Versus other workplaces where there's no special knowledge doll that's held by one particular person that you have to butter up to. There's no special secret handshake. There's no matching tattoos or like cocktail nights that you have to attend to get promoted. The hell have you worked? You are, don't even get me started. <laughs> it's been a long run, man. 
okay. you, you you are you are bestowed upon and welcomed into the culture and environment for who you are based on your knowledge, talent, skills, and abilities. And then from there, everything is available to you from the jump, and people support you. It's all available in the beginning. It may not all make sense. It doesn't make sense to watch episode eight before you watch episode one, right? Yeah. So you yeah. still it's still up to you to make sure that you go episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight to graduate and get to that point. But it is a cultural difference when we think about the way that, that our workplace is set up. So if you onboard an employee today, Ricky Baez, are you going to treat them like you're Disney or Netflix? What are you doing? I will. I know people out there like to think it's either one or the other, but it's now listening to you say it like that and listening to the question that I pose as far as Netflix or Disney, I will say both. I will say both and I will give the employee the opportunity to pick whichever one helps them best be the best it can be at work because it's never one size fits all. So it's not funny. It's true. <laughs> it's a, that's not a joke there, bro. It's it's 100 percent true. So just how you like, I got both Netflix and Disney Plus, but just how you like to binge everything all in one sitting and have the option, I like the the anticipation of waiting for the next thing to come out next week. So transitioning that to work, everybody's different. You like it one way, I like it another. I would like to work for an organization that would give me the option that would that would have the format that best fits how I listen, learn, and, and that way I can provide the best value I can to my employer with the talents that I got. Wise words from a wise man, Ricky Bias. Flexibility. Until the back gorilla has spoken. That's right. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> no, so what I wanted to uh, to uh, talk about, I, I ran into a couple of issues this week. It, as far as customer service is concerned, I just don't know how to feel about it. What do you mean? I went into a uh, into one of those fast food ca- I'm sorry, not fast food, casual dining establishments here in Central Florida. <laughs> that's a franchise, All right? Why are you laughing? At that? <laughs> I just don't want to see the name. That's all. all right. So I stopped by Olive Garden. It's kind of fast food. <laughs> they cooked it a lot faster than I liked, and my steak was wet. No, no it's a so, big yeah. no, so here's the thing, and there's a sign up that says, and I'm sure you have seen this sign. We are short-staffed. Please be kind to the people that no, show up. I honestly haven't seen Never that. Never seen time. that? No. Got it. I mean, I see that on social media, but in this particular restaurant, I happen to see it. I'm don't, like, yeah, okay, no, I get it. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> well, that's right. You're in New York. Right. And it's negative six degrees up there. Exactly. So that's, that's All a right, thank double you. whammy. Right. Got it. Got you. Um, yeah. So anyway, the food took forever to come out. It took forever for us to be seated. But what I've noticed is that I didn't see an ounce of sense of urgency with anybody in there. People on their phones, people dragging their feet, just no, not wanting to be there at all. Yet, And they expect a rather sizable tip, which, look, I'm a tipper. I'm a big tipper when the service is really good. But there has to be a line. So I'm wondering if you have experienced that up there in Buffalo to where, yes, they are short-staffed, the consumer understands that, but there just isn't that sense of urgency or sense of <laughs> really giving the customer um, yeah, value for their time Yeah, let's talk about that. When, when you go and you get that uh, receipt at the end, mm-hmm. and they have it pre-printed, what they're suggesting that you should give as a tip yeah. down at the bottom with the percentages, remember it used to be like, you know, 5 10 15%. 
Yeah. And then it slowly inched a little higher. You might see like 20, seven, 30, 40. <laughs> seven, 12, 17. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Depending where you go, you might get a receipt that's automatically generated from the customer service computer station now yeah. that's hand delivered to you. And it literally has a recommendation of up to like 35% tip on there now. It does. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the same time, you're paying like triple just because you wanted pepperoni. You know, it's a, <laughs> exactly, things, have, right? things have changed. So it's a double edged sword. You are the consumer and you're understanding right now that the person that's working is working in an environment where they're short staffed. You also know and understand the person that's working there makes about just as much money as you do. They might now be making double what they used to make. Staying in line with the increases in wages oh. and trends that are associated with that. So now you have a server making six-figure salary base. <laughs> Where is this? Olive Garden, I think, right? And no. then they, yeah. And then they're bringing out the breadsticks, and then they have another, you know, I, I don't know. I always, call me a jerk, okay? But I've always based the tip on the service received. That's it. Really? Based the tip okay. on the service received. If it's poor service, why should I tip you? If Agreed. if if you did the bare minimum, if <laughs> do do you tip at McDonald's, Rick? Absolutely not. Why not? Because oh my god, there, I'm shocked. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Because at McDonald's, there right. isn't a service. They give you the food. You do everything okay. else. Whereas right. at a restaurant, they're oh. they're waiting on you. Hence oh, why they call away. Got it. Got it. So like, if you sit down and you order through the app or the kiosk at your table. And then uh -huh. now they all they did was serve you. <laughs> they literally brought the food to your table. You should tip 30% that day. Mm, no, uh, wait a minute. No, wait a minute, because here's why. I, it's, I know Chili's has one of those machines, right, that you pay uh, uh, right then and there. Uh, 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 no? It's not Chili's. It's Chi-Gi's. Go on. Chi-Gi's. Got it. <laughs> Chi-Gi's. Or Sua. That's my boy. Uh, that's right. Yeah, Chi-Gi's. Um, look, if the server makes sure that my drink it's never empty, that my refills are always done at the right time, and the server is attentive, that server is going to get a banging tip. And I mean banging, 30 35%, right? If the server is busting his or her behind, but everything is still slow because of the kitchen, that's not the server's fault. The server is still going to get a banging tip. Right? Because the server is busting his or her behind, and the people at the back of the house is what made he or she be slow. Now, if I notice he or she just does not give a crap, I will leave an extremely small tip because a 1% tip leaves a more stinging feeling than no tip at all. So that's, that's, that's my line. I'm, I'm with you. I go by, I go by the server, right, so but I where never did, go by the So receipt. where did you go that you tipped 1% this week? That's, I guess that's the crux of the story. No, it question. isn't. It, no, 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 actually. Come on. Who we did went you into tipping. Tip? Who'd you low <laughs> no. tip? No, actually, this was about three years ago. It was at the alehouse. No, it was no. Actually, dude, did you tip your you've barber? You've been to my barber shop. Of absolutely. Well, your barber, that you don't tip awesome. your barber. You you make installments. <laughs> <laughs> you've met him, Armando. Yeah. He's cool yeah, people. No, no, hey, you know what? Hats off to Father and Son's Barbershop in downtown Orlando, Armando. He is the man. I've been going there since high school. Nice. Um, no, no, no. It, it's it's two different conversations. Forty years. So tip, 40 years of haircuts. No, ew, think about that. No, 1993, I think, is when I first started going there. Wow. Come on now. 
Uh, no, no. This uh, what happened this week is more about the sense of urgency. Because, and I get, and, and and people might come at me and say, Ricky, they're burnt out. They didn't look like it. They did not look like they, they were just lollygagging, playing on their phones. And I caught two of them doing uh, those live TikTok videos. And I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? There's, there's an hour wait time. <laughs> and you're in the back in the expedite window doing a live TikTok video for people. So where is management? Where is it, uh, our sense of service to the customer has gone to the wayside? It really has. And it's being disguised as the consumer being an a-hole for demanding the bare minimum of service equal to what it was three years ago. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm wondering anywhere else in the nation where there has been, where, where the consumer has gone into an establishment and they haven't seen the sense of urgency that, that they oh, saw. I, two think, years I ago. think that's happening everywhere right now. I really do. I really do. And I don't attribute that to burnout either. I, there's, there's a bit of a culture change. And, and here's where I'm going with this one when I say the culture change of it all. It's okay for different generations of a workforce to act and be different. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with differences of opinion, different beliefs, different orientations. Who cares about any of it? And here's one right. of the benefits of me and Ricky talking about that. We're Gen X. We don't care. Okay? <laughs> like, you go a generation above us, they care a lot. You go a generation <laughs> below us, they're eating Tide Pods. Like, things changed, right? Like, <laughs> All this stuff's crazy. So we don't care. We don't care. I don't care who you are, what your background is, whatever. Either you're a good person or you're a bad person. That's all good versus evil. Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik, right? No, I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. Oh. Hulk Hogan, You can't Iron do that. Sheik. No, you can't do that because that's a cultural thing. You can't do that. You'll offend people oh, anyway. Oh, come on. That was, that's my childhood right Yeah, there. right? You know? <laughs> but but no. even even though that there's adjustments in the way that people want to work and what they're attracted to and how you know they want to keep the job because what they're looking for is blah 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 and the different coddling that's associated with that that's fine it's fine it's not really coddling it's changing the culture of your environment etc but the thing that's lacking across the board are true leaders people that will own it people that will put their name on it and have a backbone and a spine and also accommodate just because someone says you need to grow a backbone and a spine or you need thick skin, the thick skin one's stupid. That's stupid. Don't tell people they need thick skin. It's okay to wear your emotions. But I'm going to tell you something. At the same time, just have tough skin, right? <laughs> it doesn't have to be thick. Just what? make it tough. <laughs> but, okay. But when we're talking about being a leader, you can help shape and change the culture of an organization. Just because it's cool for the employees to talk amongst each other, oh, man, this sucks. Oh, this is so terrible today. Uh, I guess it's Monday. Got another yeah. case of the Mondays. You know what? It's Monday, and it's mm. awesome, and today's going to be great. Why would you say that? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because we're here together, and we're going to accomplish XYZ, and I actually believe in the mission and what we can do together. And we're going to take your input and feedback, and we're going to make things better. Put the empowerment in the hands of the leaders again. And the people that are stuck in the middle right now that are of a generation that don't want to see people move on or escalate or move forward, they need to advance. They need to either let go or they need to just evolve as well. One of the two. Lead, move, or get out of the way. And the Three. people that are coming up, uh, move and get out of the way is kind of like together. It's a run-on sentence. <laughs> we, need a, we need a comma in there, I know. But the, but the people that are coming up, don't be afraid to like empower yourself but don't be a jerk 
just because you yeah. get a little bit of a taste of power in your mouth doesn't mean that you have to turn the key on the tractor and drive it off the cliff. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's okay to harvest the field a little bit and plant your crops and seed for tomorrow. <laughs> but just because you've got a tractor doesn't mean you have to drive it off the cliff. All right, go ahead, Rick. Okay. Oh, God, his name, Tony. Tony, the uh, the farmer. We need him on for this because I need to see where he won't in this come nation. On with you. He won't come on with what? you again. He won't? No, You're he, HR. You're the it. corporate guy. That's true. Because I, I want to know what kind of fields he's, you know he's harvesting was right next to a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> when the day comes when you're no longer a corporate guy, I bet you he'll come back. I'm sure he will. You scare I'm people. sure he will. That's, you scare people being a corporate guy. Yeah, no, of course it is. it is. Because when it we really think is. about HR and we think about leadership and we think about organizations, people that are in the capacity of ultimately looking out for the employer and taking the side of the corporate entity the entire time are viewed as terrible monsters. And Am I wrong? And that is you're you're not wrong in how the general public views human resources in general, which is something I'm looking to to change. But going back to what you just said, as far as leadership is concerned, so let me ask you this, dear yeah, JC. So please. you you are running a team right now that uh, we're not. You, we're not. Uh, by the way, as we discuss this, this is purely hypothetical. No, correct. Yeah, okay. purely hypothetical. Right. Let's make believe. You are running a team of employees that have a job that has to do with customer-facing duties. And you gave that speech because that was a really good motivating speech. Oh, that wasn't even the tip of the iceberg. I'm a motivator. But but you are on the right path. You're you're on the right path to motivate. Ricky, I – You're on the right path to aspire. I create the path. I create the path. You create perspiration. I have a brush hog in front of me. We make the path wherever we go. Yes, until you hit a wall and you turn around. So, look. We destroy walls. You have walls. that conversation with your team. And I'm, of the generation, I'm of the generation that watched the Berlin Wall come down, Ricky Baez. I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm leaving a team right now about to go on a shift, and nobody's paying freaking attention. Listen! <laughs> Listen! <laughs> and you have that one employee that says that, well, whatever, I don't like this job, yeah. I don't like life, blah, blah, blah. What do you do with that one person? Do you put them out? On the uh, on his job to meet the customer with that kind of an attitude. Okay, wait a or second. Did you wait just second, send him home to recalibrate? It's not a one or the other type thing here. What's your relationship with that individual? Because if that individual is comfortable enough to open up to you to say those things to you, then that person is also comfortable enough to be rocked back on their heels at the moment in time when you say something in contrast to their thought or belief in that moment. So if they're comfortable enough to open up to you and say, "Man, this sucks again." I uh, don't you know what it you know what actually it doesn't suck and here's why look I'm not mad at you I'm not yelling at you I'm not yelling at you I'm yelling at the world yell with me why are you yelling at me <laughs> right yelling at right me? bring and the care and compassion to show everybody but there's there's ways to communicate with people that's much yep. more effective and you need to think of the totality of the situation these things as, as you and I are discussing this, this is only one tiny fragment of of interpersonal communication and understanding yep. the individual that happens in a split second. And we're dissecting that now for multiple minutes. But this is something that, that's a flashpoint. It, it happens so fast. And it's the people that are not cognizant. There's a difference between active listening and listening. There's a difference between comprehension and and. Uh, full knowledge and understanding. There's differences between all these things out there, mythical and magical. Look, 
own it. Just own it. Just own. Look, listen. I know you're listening right now. If you're in the car or wherever you are, whatever the situation may be, right now, just own it. You're in charge of yourself and you can make everything better. And we can all work together to make it better. But you have to own it. Ricky, say it with me. Just own it. Come on. Just Just own it. it. One more time. Just own it. Just own it. Can you say it in Spanish, though? El justo ono. Thank you. All right. That's all. That's all I got. How do you say it in Spanish? Hey. um, Well, well, wait. No, no. That's what I was trying to get to. Because you're right. It isn't one or the other. It does depend on 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 the relationship you have with that person. And if you're able to pull that person aside and say, look, I, I get what you're saying, right? Right now, every job has its peaks and valleys. Right now, you're in the valley deep, deep in it. So thank you for sharing that with me. I understand I wouldn't that. talk to them like that. I would. I No, I no, would. I, I would. I know. If I had and, that relationship. And th- but that's very formal, the way that you're talking about I, I understand that those are the things that should be discussed. And I'm with you 110% on what you're saying. I am. I think... It, if the person's casual enough to say what they're saying to you, saying exactly what you're saying, but in a different way, you know what I mean? Like in the way that people talk, everyone talks differently to each other. Whereas like if you're more formal, you might push somebody off. I guess it depends on your audience though, right? Like It does depend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. if he or she gets it and they get it and they, they completely understand, I want them to know that I completely understand where they're coming from. And I'm not discounting their feelings, and I'm going to work my hardest to make sure that this day is turned around for them from whatever negative aspect they approach that day. I'm going to help you with that. But when you go out there, are you going to put on that face? When you go out in front of that, that customer, I need you to hide those feelings because the customer doesn't need to see that. That's right. Right? That, that, that's the conversation that I, I want to have. And if they, if, if JC, if they say no, I'll say, look. I completely get it. Go home. No harm, no foul. Take take some time. Go home. Ooh. And me, just me, okay. I will I will pay them for the day. Okay. Because okay. everybody deserves a rainy day. There we go. There we go. That's the, that's the part that I was curious about. Because in the world of retaliation nowadays, my question would have been, you're sending them home <laughs> because they 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 had the grumpies. You know, it, it, what point is it? Where there's retaliation way, or something? You know, I mean, it's not it's not illegal to do that. To send, <laughs> to send them no, home and pay them. To send them home and pay them. No, to send them home without pay. Without just because pay, they, right? They have a shitty attitude, right? No, I got it, you. It's, it's that's but, not illegal, but, but it's you're not bringing, the right way to do it. You're bringing up something awesome there, taking that leadership to the next level, and still paying them for that time. That's a, that changes the perspective. That changes things. It does. It does because it's a uh, now. If it keeps happening over and over again because the employee now thinks he can go home anytime he puts on a shitty attitude, then yeah, that's a whole different story that needs to be addressed. But because some employees have the temptation to do what I just said, it doesn't mean that you as a leader should punish really good employees by not giving them that flexibility. Right? So give them the time to go home if they're just not feeling it. That's yeah. perfect. We're all human beings. That's perfectly okay. Right. So, be- yes, let's beings. have that conversation. Beings, not beans. <laughs> beans. I know. That's what it's my Puerto Human beans. 
<laughs> Human beings. Hey, I got a question uh, for you real quick before we get into yes, some other stuff. Talk to me. And we keep doing this today. It's pretty wild. It just feels yeah. organic, though. Feel with feels me. good. Right. Authentic. So LinkedIn, I got the... You're killing me. So I got the uh, notification on the LinkedIn. Number of times your profile appeared in search results between January and January. Do you ever get those notifications? I do. I do, too. I just got them. So it looks like Centennial Talent Strategy and Executive Search lurked me out the most. Mm. Uh, they're a staffing and recruiting firm. I know nothing about them, but if you are listening to the show, just give me a call. Don't don't be sly. Let's chat. No, call them. That's creepy. I, I think it's pretty cool that people lurk you out, but at the same time, like, eh, you know, just drop me a line. Let's chat, you know. <laughs> the second one, Rick, was Talent Magnet Institute, professional training and coaching. They're actually looking, they're trying to recruit talent to be um, trainers, to go on site and do things. That's pretty that. cool. I I yeah. have. I could. I will. Yeah. Merchant words. I don't know what merchant words are. What's merchant words, Rick? I know what a merchant is. Yeah. I definitely know what words are. Yeah. But if you put them together for an entity, I have no idea. What yeah, I have together. no idea either. It says yeah. that they're, they're um, you know how underneath it, it says like the sector work that they do. Theirs says internet. It's cool. Just <laughs> internet. Just uh, the whole thing. <laughs> Love it. What do you do? The whole internet. Everything. Yeah. Google all the of it. The world wide web. <laughs> we do the whole thing. Hey, look, if you are trying to offer me a job, you know, feel free to call. Otherwise, I'll keep making fun of your company here, I guess. Anderson Zermulian. Zermulen. Financial services. That's pretty cool. A financial uh -huh. company out of, uh, I think it's uh, somewhere else. And Carroll College, higher education, Carroll College. So it, it goes on here. You got to help me dissect this, Baez. You got to help okay. me out. So what your researchers do, 28% of the people that stop by and looked at by LinkedIn are executive directors. Huh. What's that mean? Okay. What's that mean? 28%. And he said 28% of everybody that look are executive directors. Wow. Maybe, I'm, I'm so maybe thankful you mentioned you, something. No, you helped dissect this. This is amazing. I never no, thought I'm about so that. so good at this. All right. I'm so 10% so are authors. 10% are founders. 7% are business strategists. And 7% are human resource specialists. Look at that. Unbelievable. So I don't quite understand LinkedIn's algorithm, but... I have to believe they have the same business model as any other social media platform. And the way they make money is to connect people. So I don't know if maybe you have said something Here it on is. social media. Here it is. I'm going to tell it? you at the, at the bottom of the report, it says the top keywords you were found for host, host, host. Ah, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, JC co-host of the HR talk podcast and host of interesting things. With JC. Have you so listened yet? Have you listened to the new show? Yeah. I have not listened to, to the new one. The last one that I heard was the one with the spy. No, with the dimples. <laughs> dimples. No, I heard the dimples, the cold air, the spy. I so, heard the uh, chorizo one. Oh, that was a good one, right? Yeah, dude, I got hungry uh, in that <laughs> one. And I heard the Babe Ruth one. Yeah, you like so the Babe Ruth one. So that was all 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're bite size. They're bite size, bro. You yeah, know they are. They are. Now you get a new one about what's a new one about? Is it? It's a language or a country? It's 
I just happened to see it on social media. What's the new one about? Ah, yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tis had time in the program. Just play it. You know like I do. JC's got something new up his sleeve all the time. Coming up right now is episode 159 of the Interesting Things podcast this week. Let's check that out real quick. The Ozarks, they're a region that's present in the states of Arkansas, Missouri, and extreme southern Kansas and Oklahoma. The majority of the Ozarks fall under the northern parts of Arkansas and the southern parts of Missouri. The term Ozark is generally believed to be derived from the French abbreviation O-Arcs, short for of Arkansas. The French abbreviation was later adapted into the English name Ozarks. In 1803, the United States of America bought Louisiana from France. From then, American travelers used the term Ozark for the upland areas which are present within this region. The Ozarks are a plateau, a physiographic region of the northern Arkansas and southern Missouri portion of the United States. Physiographic regions are a means of defining Earth's landforms into distinct and are often used to describe geography that shows a regional difference in climate, vegetation, population, and economy. There are two mountain ranges in the Ozarks, the Boston Mountains of Arkansas and the St. Francois Mountains of Missouri. Highest elevation of the Ozarks is seen in the Boston Mountains, where one can find peaks over 760 meters, or 2,500 feet. During the late Paleozoic era, ocean basin of southern and central Arkansas was lifted when South America collided with North America. This collision lifted Ozark Plateau to the north, and it formed out of the Oshita Mountains. Beef cattle rearing, dairy farming, poultry farming, are very common in this area. Logging of wood is also very important to the economic activity. Thanks to its scenic beauty, the Ozarks draw a lot of tourists all year long. It's for this reason that tourism is one of the most important economic activities in the Ozarks. There are 2.5 million residents in the region. That's twice the size of Estonia, and even a few hundred thousand more people than everyone living in Kansas City. More than 75% of the counties in the interior Ozarks of Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma have no city with at least 10,000 people inside their borders. Local folklore is very important here. Folklore is a collection of fictional or non-fictional stories which has been passed down verbally from generation to generation. And according to local folklore, a wild, man-like creature roamed the remote wooded hills around the Ozarks. He was infrequently seen, but his presence was felt as far back as 1865. As legend goes, hunter Saul Collins was hunting between the Big North Fork and Spring Creek, and he bore witness to the first sighting. He was tracking game and saw tracks that he thought were a bear. After following the tracks for hours and while climbing a mountain, he barely had time to leap from behind a tree as a boulder came rolling down the mountain directly towards his path. A second boulder followed the first, and a third boulder crashed into the tree with such force that the boulder shattered. When he peered around the tree, he saw on the hillside a gigantic figure shaped like an immense man. He was stark naked, except for the skin of some animal around his waist and other wrappings of skin around his feet. 
The creature was covered from head to toe with tightly curled coat of short black hair, and as the sun struck upon it, it took a dark blue hue. Collins always claimed that the giant was not less than nine feet tall. The giant threw one more rock that also shattered against a tree, and he made the hills echo with an ear-splitting scream, more terrifying than any wild beast that roamed within these woods. And that was enough for Collins, who took to his heels and fled for his life. For several days, Collins and his neighbors tracked the blue man, and many caught glimpses of him, but he was never caught. It was believed that the blue man was responsible for the disappearance of many sheep and pigs in the area. Locals would report seeing the blue man again and again, and these stories would send people into a tizzy. Only the bravest of them would venture into the woods to try to find him. But again, it's just local folklore. Or is it? You know, with Missouri's vast wilderness of rural areas and small populations, it's no surprise that this would be a perfect place to hide. Might even be a possible place for Bigfoot to hide. These are interesting things with JC. Ricky, you, you just never know where Bigfoot could be. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. Or the origin of the Blue Man Group. Who thought? That that whole show came out from the Ozarks. You know, the, you know the first did? thing about that whole, like, uh, hair so black that it looked blue in the sun, it reminded me of, like, Betty Rubble. You know? <laughs> like like on the Flintstones, <laughs> the way they drew her hair, and it had a little bit of blue in there, you know? Out of all people, Betty yeah, Rubble. Yeah, Betty huh? Rubble. It took me back to my, you know, elementary school crush. <laughs> this, this This whole episode is so timely, J.C., um, just as actually uh, two weeks ago, I, w- I was involved in a conversation at work where somebody brought up the Ozark, like the new the new season is coming out. It just came out this uh, past Friday. And somebody who has yet to see the show says, oh, my God, I heard that is so good. But it's weird. I've never heard of a drug cartel called the Ozark. Oh, and we all looked at her. We're like, have you seen? So you haven't seen the show? They're like, no. They're like, so what makes you think is a drug cartel called the Ozark? He's like, well, isn't that what they? Like Jason Bateman does, he uh, he uh, launders money for the dr- the drug cartel. I'm like, you might want to watch the show. <laughs> I don't know if any drug cartel call that, but that is an area in Missouri where it's a it's a really hot spot for vacationing. So you might want to watch that. Uh, not what just that Missouri. What does that have to do with drugs? I'm like, just watch it. Not just Missouri, multiple states, as we learned. But yeah, interesting well, yeah. things with JC comes out every day. Try to get one out every single morning. And just little tidbits. Today was a little bit longer. Sometimes it's two or three minutes. Other times it's five to seven. And just a little interesting story and move on with your day. That's all. The one about tacos. The origin of tacos. I am. Um, I'm also accepting, um, you know, as of right now, it's educational and informational. Fair use. There's there's no copyright or anything associated with this as of as of now. Uh, if anyone does desire to write a piece uh, that mm. would be read within a two to five minute time span and you'd like to send it forward, feel free. You know, send it through the HR Talk channels or hit me up directly. More than happy to feature the piece and uh, we'll give you credit as a writer for that. It goes into your portfolio and move forward from there. Ricky, you got an idea? You should start a service. And I, I know this has been done before. With your keen intellect and your skill set, if you start a service where people just submit horrible messages, horrible um, <laughs> a message they want to send somebody, 
you just record oh, it no. and just send that over and charge forty nine ninety nine. I don't want to do that. I I want to I want to shift towards positivity. I do, I do. It's okay, a- then something positive. It's your baby, right? <laughs> You're <laughs> killing you go. me. You're killing it me. It is your baby at a time in a world where two people have casual sex. This baby is yours. This baby, you and me, together, for the next 18 years, we're going to be arguing about what formula to buy. Leave them at home if you want to go to happy hour at Chili's. This is our life for the next 18 years. Thank you. And every now and then, in the middle of those arguments, you might grab your phone to try to get away. So you go on TikTok (laughs) and you learn a few things. This is our weekly TikTok segment. Three clips coming at you. First one over to Ricky. Go right ahead. That's right. This one is I am Anita home. I don't know what this means, but let's go ahead and play it. Let's see what she's what she has to say. Quit my job with me. Bitch, I'm excited. Okay, it's connecting to Microsoft Exchange. Hold on. I just realized I don't know who to send the email to. Okay, so do I send it to HR manager, HR director, or the payroll specialist? I don't know. I'm going to go director because I don't like that girl. So (laughs) I hope all is well. I don't. My position here at Beep, effective immediately. No, not too much. Effective, providing the opportunity to learn, period. What not to do. <laughs> I should spell the HR girl's name wrong, but I'm better than that. Mm-hmm. Just barely, though. Just just very sent. Quit my job. Okay, this was better than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought, because it says how to quit my job, right? I thought she was going to go into the place, make a big spectacle out of it, embarrass herself and everybody else, and then walk out, which I was, I had a lot of things to say about it. But no, she did it right. You know, she's happy that she's resigning. Apparently, it sounds like she was unhappy with her job, and she found something better to do. But she's resigning properly. She's sending an email. I don't know if it's effective immediately. I really think you should give or try to give two weeks notice, right? Just that's the proper thing to do. But yeah, she... She did that good. I thought it was going to go the other way, JC. I really did. I thought she was going to go crazy with it. Love it. I like it. Wild stuff, man. <laughs> wild stuff. So it was wild, but yeah. So which which one was that? That was uh, quit a job and recorded it for TikTok. What's it? What's our next one? Our next one is Adam Conover. Ah, uh, yes, the and- business behind Monopoly's acquisition and TV. Oh, let's check this out. Okay, people are always asking me this. What exactly happened to Adam Ruins Everything? Happy to tell that story, but it is a little bit weird. So I made Adam Ruins Everything for close to five years for True TV, and we were a hit for that network. Uh, we were the second biggest show they had, depending on how you crunch the numbers. That the Carbonaro guy did pretty good, too, but we did really, really well. So why would they want to end the show? Well, here's what happened. In 2018, the giant phone company, AT&T, bought Time Warner, True TV's parent company, When they did that, they did what they always do every time there's a big mega merger. They laid a ton of people off. 
A hundred people were fired from True TV, including the head of the network, the vice head of the network, the entire programming department, the entire marketing department. Basically, everyone in the entire building was let go. And then they started canceling shows to cut costs. So the writing was on the wall. So we figured, hey, this is probably going to be our last contract. So we turned our season finale into a series finale. And we did a big, badass final episode that tied everything up in a bow. It was super meta. It talked about our relationship with the network and with advertisers. I'm really proud of that episode, and you can still see it on HBO Max. And about a month after it aired, sure enough, they called me up and they said, hey, Adam, just so you know, we're not picking up more Adam Ruins Everything. Aww. And I was like, yeah, thank you. I figured that out. Don't worry about it. See you all later. I'm doing fine, by the way. I'm doing a new show for Netflix called The G Word that's going to be out later this year. But I think what this illustrates is how bad mergers between mega corporations really are. Because think about this. Not only did a hundred people lose their jobs, it also turned what used to be an awesome, thriving TV network into a graveyard that just airs old and practical Jokers reruns. No shade to the Jokers, though. I'm still Team Sal. The problem is when two big companies merge into one, there's less competition. And less competition means less jobs for us to go around and less options for us in the media. So if you want to know what killed Adam Ruins everything, Monopoly Capitalism did. That's the murderer. <laughs> wow. Baez. Baez, these are the stories I'm telling you. They, look, that merger must have been one hell of an event because it completely erased any memory in my mind about Adam Ruins everything. He was I've four never heard seasons, five seasons deep. Uh, it was an American educational comedy TV series starting, starring Adam Conover. Uh, it debuted September 29, 2015 on True TV. Um, it, it, the overall aim of the series was to debunk common misconceptions held by the public on a variety of topics. And, uh, yeah, they, they crushed them. They crushed them. They just knocked them. Killed it. So is he, so is he saying that mergers, mergers and acquisitions should never happen no because it, it, well he he's didn't saying, say that no no i know he did okay is he insinuating that because he's saying this is what happens when mergers and acquisitions happen that it, it's quality television goes out the window it's their it, industry it, man it's it's true i mean when it when it takes place the chopping's gonna roll and it it's historically is changed the face and shape of of broadcast tv the way that we know it but i'll tell you at the same time that's all changing. I mean, he's got a platform on TikTok to tell this story, and he's yeah. pushing forward with new endeavors online. And it's it's a changing uh, it's a changing medium. It's going to be interesting I, to see what happens in broadcasting. But yeah, monopolies in media are interesting to say the least. I just don't understand what he or anybody else with that with that mindset thinks goes through the mind of a CEO who's charged with making the company profitable. Right. I, I don't know if any CEO in the right mind who would say, you know what, I think we would be profitable if we if we acquired this other organization, but we're not going to do it. Well, the th- it OK, now hang on a second. Shows. <laughs> media media monopolies ultimately at the end of the day try to ensure that the public thinks a certain way and that they're mm-hmm. overwhelmed by a sense of superficiality and fear. So that's where fear mongering could definitely take place in the realm of media. Things have to be a little bit more careful, you know, Um the AFL-CIO. AFL-CIO came out and officially declared that media monopolies are a threat to American democracy back in 2003. Uh, this is from AFL-CIO.org. Uh, a lot of Until people are against them. good about unions. Yeah, and then yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. right. Unless it's finally in their pocket. 
Thank you. <laughs> but he is right about one thing. Thank you, um, Wendy Bird. <laughs> he is right about one thing. Wow. Um, when when two organizations, when 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 one organization eats up another one, yes, it does stifle competition. And competition is is it's it really is good for the consumer, right? Because then you get cheaper products. So I get that piece. But he touched on the firings and zooms, and it reminded me of all the zoom, all, all, all the firings that are happening via Zoom these past few months. And there is, I don't know if you've heard of this, JC. There's a lot of people out there who are really upset about organizations who terminate employees via Zoom. And I don't quite understand. But how else are you going to do it? You know, well, you you hired somebody in Topeka, Kansas to work out of your Bithlow office. You're not going to have them fly to Bithlow to fire them. So, you know, <laughs> why are you laughing, Rick? Because if I was the HR partner for somebody in Topeka, Kansas, and they're saying we got a great person in Bithlow, Florida, I'm like, really? Out of all places, I, I get Bithlow. Oh, no. Other way around. <laughs> Other way around. Bithlow's the oh, headquarters. God, either way. <laughs> yeah. Bithlow is the world headquarters of X company. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's I I don't understand. I get it. People are upset because there's a lot of firings happening and there's a lot of people who are being affected by the organizations who are downsizing. But if you have to let go of two hundred people as an HR professional or a business leader, it makes no business sense to call them each individually to let them know what's going to happen. The most efficient way to do it is to do it via Zoom or a platform where you can tell everybody the general message to begin with, and then their leaders will let them know the specifics of the severance if there is any. That is the most efficient way to do it. It's just it, – it, it just. I just don't understand why people are so upset unless they're upset about people getting fired and they're misplacing their emotions. I get that. That I get because that has happened to me before. I have, unfortunately, I have done terminations via Zoom. And unfortunately, I have been laid off via Zoom. <laughs> so I, I, I don't understand. Ricky, if I'm not mistaken, and I do think it's okay to say this, I think you've had to fire yourself via Zoom. I, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. I had to throw my hat in the ring a couple of times, right? Because that's the right thing to do. And if you're, you're in right, HR, if you're it. in HR, you know what you have to do sometimes. And yeah, ethically, yeah, yeah. sometimes you see, yeah, sometimes you see what they're looking to cut, and sometimes you're like, you know what? I can't cut my people because I can't do what they do, right? And still be productive in my job. So here you go. Give me a severance. Let me throw my hat in the ring, and I'll just call myself and, uh, and just say, hey, Ricky, <laughs> we're going to let you go. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, I know, man. Let's hey, go out to dinner later. Oh, hey, okay, man. cool. You're paying? Yeah, I know. It's just me. All right, cool. See you at the alehouse. Dude, Talk. you look really great today. Thanks, man. <laughs> you're sexually <laughs> oh, harassing oh, yourself GC. on camera. Dude, I had to coach a manager a couple of years ago. Stop. Okay, go ahead. No, go, go, go. go. I, I got to tell it. you this. I got to tell right. you this. Um, I was involved in any separation of employment. Somebody was uh, on the other side of the country. And this manager, you know, this manager was really nervous about this conversation. And you know me, I'm one that I don't want to do things for people, but I want to encourage them to do it so they can get that experience. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? So it's like, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, cool. Go ahead. So we call this person. We hop on a on a Zoom conference, or it's a, back then it wasn't a Zoom conference; it was a Skype conference. 
<laughs> and uh, we hop on a conference, and we're like, uh, it, it, he's like, hey, how's it going? Everything okay? Yeah, man, how the family? Cool, all right. Hey, how the Vikings? Because this is somebody who was no. a Vikings fan. No. Everything great, man. Oh, awesome, cool. Listen, we got to let you go. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he started off, and he, I talked to him afterwards. I'm like, help me understand your rationale in starting the conversation that way, then doing this thing. And then he's like, aren't you always talking about? The, the positivity sandwich, start with a positive, give a negative, and then end with a positive. I'm like, okay, brother, even if that was what I meant, you just went negative towards the end until he cussed you out, <laughs> right? Where was the positivity there? Number one. Number two, that doesn't apply to this. You get straight to the point as humanely as possible and be nice. Be nice. Don't be an ass. Just be nice with that person. But yeah, I'm sorry. I just no, no, that no, reminded no, no, me no, no. of the time. It's very good. Go ahead, get your messages pulled up. I need you to play this clip real quick because it's a perfect gotcha. segue and goes directly into uh, exactly what we're talking about. Yes, be nice, but at the same time, there's there's a methodology about also being direct, and it's intriguing too. Like during these times that we're in, where uh, you know people are having a hard time recruiting, staffing, doing whatever, that we're even entertaining the fact that you do have to let people go. It's, a, it's, of course, something that you have to do all the time. Are there alternative means? Are there other things that you could do to, to overcome situations? But some things you just can't get around, you know? It's understood. All right, well, here you go. Here's the clip. Which is something you should learn to do, but I would never have to cut a player unless you. Come on. Come on, what? Yeah, it's a crap clip. Let's practice. It's a crap clip. Can't yeah. even hear it. It's fine. Yeah, it no, now. it's not. It's not even coming through. It's okay. Just kill it. But it's it's that scene in Moneyball where he starts talking to him about like firing people, you know, and uh, that's a strong one, you know, especially at the at the point in time when he called the player in, and uh, the there's the Brad Pitt character, right? Yep. Yep. And he 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 had to let the guy go on the spot, right? It, it was a totally different conversation rather than having to ask about the family and do that whole nine, you know. Your story and, reminded me of that, but the uh, the clip didn't turn out so hot there. That's not your fault. That's the the YouTubings. That's all. And for the uh, for the HR professionals who have not seen the movie or read the book, this is a great book for your career. Seriously, it talks about not focusing on emotion when it comes to hiring somebody and putting your power players in, and it talks about focusing on just raw data, raw numbers, and how you can use those numbers to put together a winning team. That is a great book to read and a great movie to watch. I encourage every business leader and every HR professional to pick that up. It really is going to help you out. Absolutely. Me. And it teaches you more about history and like how amazing yeah. the Red Sox are. Hey, our, our next well, uh, TikTok that. clip that we have here is very important. We have is a it? meteorologist, an actual news reporter, giving us a little bit of advice on advice you get on on the TV talking about media monopolies we all are a little confused over the guidance that we get about vaccines on a regular basis so Colleen Peterson breaks that down for us in this next clip all right here we go you need to quarantine 10 days but also you don't you can just quarantine for five days but you would still need to wear a mask because you like could still be contagious but like you're also not contagious at that point you need to quarantine 10 days, but... Well, that also- was just starting over. <laughs> <laughs> Play that one more time for me. Play it one oh, more time, Sam. So you don't. You can just quarantine for five days, but you would still need to wear a mask because you like could still be contagious. But like you're also not contagious at that point. You need- 
I, I, I think she was lip syncing, though. I don't think that was actually Colleen. She's a good weather person down down south there. But, uh, yeah, I t- that's TikTok for you. People lip sync along the way. But that's how we saw this one. It is interesting, though. You know, it, you could quarantine. You can't quarantine. You might quarantine. Wear a mask, but don't wear a mask. Get a vaccine, but you'll still get sick. Very confusing times that we're in. That's all I got to tell you, Rick. You know what? I and, and correct me if I'm wrong, JC. I think this makes this whole thing that's happening right now with quarantine, going out, not going out, is easier for people in the South than it is for people in your state. Government aside. Oh, government every, aside, I'm everything talking, in the United States is easier outside of New York. <laughs> it just makes it difficult when there's like eight feet of snow outside and it's negative five degrees outside. And they, it, it's, it just makes it difficult to go out. Whereas you're in Florida, it's it's freaking winter in the morning. It's summer in the afternoon and it's light fall in the evening. Your AC system is confused because you use the AC and the heater in the same day. It makes it easier for us to venture outside in Florida. That's just Dude, what I'm saying. You want to wear somewhere. You want to get a shot, get a shot. You don't want to do it. Don't do, do it. I, I don't care. You know, it's just me. You know what I mean? We've always been advocates for the businesses to make up their own minds. And it's for the people to make up their own mind. Go ahead. Go do what you got to do. Just, 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 just have common sense. Common sense. Current events this week is brought to us in part by the Biasco thing. What is it? Biasco.com. B-A-E-Z-C-O.com. Biasco.com. Ha! In español. Your first story is coming to us from <laughs> WestfairOnline.com. As of January 4, 2022, general contractors and construction managers in New York State became liable for the failure of subcontractors to pay wages to employees. Previously, contractors were often not liable for wages due to employees of subcontractors unless the contractor had a direct employer-employee relationship. However, a newly sanctioned Section 198-E to the New York State Labor Law now imposes joint liability for unpaid wages on, quote, any person, firm, partnership, cooperation, association, company, organization, or other entity, including a construction manager, general or prime contractor, joint venture, or any combination thereof, which enters into construction contract with an owner, end quote. Ricky Baez, over to you. Wow. Welcome to New York. Yes, so now they're saying the general contractor is responsible, which I... I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense that the general contractor should be responsible for the wages and the interworkings of any subcontractor that they decide to hire and have work on their project. I'm just shocked that there has to be a law to make that happen. Ricky, I, I, I'm just Ricky, not this involved is, in that enough. To this speak is a, on it. the ripple of AB5. This is the AB5 ripple That's what it is. a couple of years later. Of course, it's all interconnected to AB5 laws in California, gig workers, standardization of payment across the board, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all probably going to circle back to the circling back of circles within the whole healthcare circle of things. So at some point, it all connects, man. But employment law obligations for construction wow. companies, there it is for you. Anything you want to dissect on that? Or are you good? <laughs> No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just I'm shocked that it's, that was a thing. It's so. a lot. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. It, at what point is too much regulation regulation? Uh, and at what point should there even be regulation? At what point? Should, I, I can't even anymore. You know? <laughs>
is too much. EEOC and the DOL. <laughs> I like how the uh, recorder just tweaked out when I said that right there. Uh, a new federal initiative launched by the EEOC, which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and the Department of Labor's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, is meant to advance equal employment opportunities for workers from underrepresented, underrepresented communities like those of Bithlow. The hiring initiatives to that's not in the story. I added that for you, Rick. The hiring initiative to reimagine equity or hire H I R E hiring initiative to reimagine equity. Get it? Hire. Got it. Yeah. Is yeah, a multi year collaborative effort between the agencies. Hire is designed to identify strategies to remove hiring barriers that limit opportunities along the lines of race, color, ethnicity, gender, LGBTQIAAPKTQ status, religion, disability, age, and veteran status. The Hire Initiative aims to expand employment opportunities as our nation recovers from the pandemic, end quote, said EEOC Chair Charlotte A. Burroughs. It was stated in a joint press release. Working with employers and workers to prevent unfair and unnecessary obstacles to equal employment opportunity is a key component of this initiative. The collaboration between the EEOC and the OFCCP talking about OPP will create an economy that works for everybody. I see you, P. Ricky, over to you. Oh, you don't. Uh, So here's what I think happened, JC. And I guarantee when they put this initiative together, it happened just like this. Tell me. The leader got all of his executives together, went into a room and said, all right, I have it. I I have an idea. I have an idea. Here's what we're going to do. I know what we're going to do today. (laughs) I know what's going to happen, right? I want to put something together where we could just call it hire. So what I want you to work on for the next two months is to get your teams working on a project and come back to me of a good acronym acronym. that will spell out hire. (laughs) What? Make the acronym. (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's it and then we'll come up with the with the details later i just want the acronym right now i guarantee you that's what happened it's got the be. hiring initiative to reimagine equity <laughs> how, how could it not be how could it not be oh, man. so so in other words this is affirmative action for organizations that don't have federal contracts that's that's all it is pretty much your next current, your next current event piece here has come to us from edweek.org, otherwise known as Ed, Edweek. <laughs> we oh, got to be careful with that one. The way uh, you really made, the face you made, let me tell you, Rick. I uh, I caught that too. Uh, large in-person career fairs are still out. Interviewing candidates while wearing masks is less than ideal. Enter virtual recruiting. A relatively uncommon method for hiring in school districts before the pandemic, but now it's a critical tool. Through the unpredictable waves of the pandemic, the tsunamis, savvy recruiters have learned a whole new way of being savvy on their job. They have to target, vet, interview, and offer jobs to candidates without ever meeting them in person. For some K-12 through HR professionals, the push towards virtual recruiting had started before the pandemic hit. Steve Flack, director of recruitment for the Clark County School District in Las Vegas, says the state of Nevada has about 2,000 teaching positions to fill annually, and the state does not produce enough homegrown teachers to fill all of them. 
Virtual recruiting became the logical solution to find engaging talent and, and to engage with that talent in any other market across the world. The overall strategy behind virtual recruiting doesn't differ from the traditional method, though. Turn to a vendor that has access to an online database of candidates or contact schools of education at colleges or universities directly. The latter option has almost guarantees that recruiters will be meeting students where they are, so to speak, as most traditional college students are digital natives and therefore extremely comfortable interacting with potential employers online. With virtual recruiting, the limitations of physical distance disappear. And this is good news for the districts of Las Vegas with limited travel budgets, as well as those with very specific hiring needs. For instance, recruiters seeking to hire hard-to-fill positions like special education or English as a second language. Or candidates who are dual certified as teachers and administrators. They can now target teacher preparation programs that offer these specialized programs regardless of where the person is located. Ricky Bias, over to you. So I'm reading the portion where it says, what are the advantages of virtual recruiting? And I had to scroll back up because I was looking, I was hoping to see this story was published in January of 2008. But no, this is January 2022. And even post a pandemic, I can't believe that there's an organization that hasn't taken advantage of virtual recruiting, even Question. two plus years into this pandemic. Question. And and uh-huh. we see this in a lot of articles too. Post pandemic, it's over. Well, uh, true. Get it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. Uh, I, if pandemic, it's warm, I don't know. In the pandemic, I don't know. It's uh, what do we call this? Are we still in a pandemic or is this normal life? Oh now? no, we are. At one point, we're in the middle of it. Still, it's horrifying. So. What's happening right now is classified as not normal. <laughs> I mean, at some point it's going to become normal. When is that? I'm waiting for that. It does. This should never be normal. This should never be normal. It's becoming normal. It's becoming normal. I went out yesterday. My wife was trying to figure out which designer mask to wear. What the fuck? <laughs> Where are we? Sorry. <laughs> According to U-Haul, Palm Bay and Melbourne, Florida are the fastest growing U.S. cities in the world of America. No. America's hottest growth markets, Palm Bay, Melbourne, and Kissimmee, St. Cloud, are at the top of the list according to U-Haul moving data throughout 2021. The Palm Bay-Melbourne corridor has rocketed into third place in the annual U-Haul growth index, while Kissimmee, St. Cloud ranked number one. This index ranks the nation's 25 top growth cities by calculating the net gain of one-way U-Haul trucks entering a market versus trucks leaving that market over the course of a calendar year. Once again, people move to Florida, and then they die. They don't move away. (laughs) I mean, this is where we come to die, right? Who says, I want to die in Detroit? (laughs) Nobody says that. People that come all over Palm Bay, Melbourne in a one in a one-way U-Haul truck. Oh wow. Jumped 32% year over year. The moving company reported Tuesday the Southern Space Coast 
market cracked the index in 2020 as the number 23 growth city then leaped 20 spots into third place. U-Haul analyzed migration trends by examining more than 2 million one-way truck contracts at more than 23,000 locations. And the company's Eastern Florida president, Cal Connor, confirmed this. Quote, I am a resident of Brevard myself. I've lived here for 22 years, all over Melbourne and Palm Bay, and now the Grant area. I've seen all this growth coming in over the years, and now it's really just ballooned. Connor cited economic expansions by companies such as L3 Harris, Leonardo DRS, Northrop Grumman, and SpaceX. Mm. U-Haul's top 10 growth cities include Kissimmee St. Cloud, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, Palm Bay, Melbourne, Northport, Madison, Wisconsin, Fort Myers, North Fort Myers, College Station in Bryan, Texas, Sacramento, Roseville, California, Claremont, and Sarasota, Bradenton. Over to you. I don't know if these, if this study paints the complete picture, because this is only people who decide to move themselves. One way. What about people? One way, right? So with yes. U-Haul, not everybody <laughs> right. moves with U-Haul, right? Because I know people who just no, but it's still a big metric. Movers. It's a huge metric. It's a big metric. It is it can't be turned away. You what can't about the people it. who? I I'm not saying this. I'm I'm not saying I'm discrediting. Can't throw it. the I'm baby out with the bathwater. It may. Why not? You Maybe the, the baby cries too much. You can't circle back on me. this one. I'm triangling back. I'm hitting different points. <laughs> two, million, two million one-way truck contracts at more than 23,000 locations. Those are good metrics. That's good data. That's good data right there. Two million, compared to what? Two million trucks compared to nothing. Two million <laughs> trucks over 23,000 locations. That's interesting. You must admit. No, it is. It, it, it's. I get it. I get why people want to come to sunny Florida, where there's no state taxes. I completely understand that. When this beach is literally in every direction, I completely understand that as well. Um, I just want to see the other numbers for the people who decided to hire a moving company. If it's $2 million as well, okay, comparable. But if it's, uh, it's, it's a huge difference, I'll tell I you just what. want to see those other gonna, numbers as well. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. I mean, you're not going fi- to find them. You're not going to find them, and here's why. The people that are moving in the U-Holes are moving for the jobs and a better future, and a better life, and they can't afford movers. <laughs> so so that's that. You know? yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can't not, argue with that. They're not going to live off the dime. They're going to go work, you yeah. know, and that's what they're going to do. I mean, SpaceX, man, big things, amazing things, the biggest, bigly. Kissimmee St. Cloud. Claremont. Wow. It's time. Claremont's awesome. You got to make Oh, we doing this? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Florida Man <laughs> Stories is back this week by popular demand, and we have a urgent story to get to right here. Um, okay. Earlier this week, Walter Hickox was injured. He was injured by a bear. I saw And that bear was <laughs> attempting to enter his Daytona Beach, Florida property through the porch. The entire scene was captured by a ring camera. How he kept the camera on his finger is yet to be known. <laughs> In the video, Hickox can be seen standing near the camera. And if it's on his hand, that's not far, clearly. Hello, story writers. So he can be seen standing near the camera when a bear suddenly climbs through the door. The shocked man quickly jumps into action and starts pushing the bear back out the door. The animal briefly starts to climb over the man's back. 
and appears to take a few swipes at the guy. After finally pushing the bear outside, Hickox grabs a nearby bench and pulls it in front of the door. Because a bench that is three and a half feet high will probably stop a bear. (laughs) He's using his surroundings. But what else could you do? (laughs) Thank you. He then runs into the house, and during the incident, Hickox's dogs are visible on the porch. Puppies protecting their domain. Not a lot went through my head at the moment. Other than what's going to happen if he gets past me and into the house where the rest of my dogs and my wife was at. End quote. Officers are still searching for the bear. Since the bear poses a threat to human safety, if it is caught, it will be killed. I hate that. I hate that, dude. Fox that News is just trying to get Fox, some food. Foxnews.com. Story over to you. U-Haul needs to do a story about how many people did a one-way to Florida, experienced a bear attack, and then F it, they moved on back. <laughs> right? so, I'm sure this guy came so, one way in a U-Haul. <laughs> let's, let's think about this. In the past few months, you had you had man pushes bear back outdoor, yet willing to sacrifice puppies. We also had, we had man scoop up alligator with garbage can. <laughs> We are no joke, bro. <laughs> We're no joke. I think not too long ago, we also had Florida man in car, flip roll car, while dressed as shrimp, heading to his job. <laughs> we, we, the Florida man stories can't go away, Ricky Bias. No, they cannot. They are, they, they are backed by popular vengeance. We are one hour, 21 minutes in the program. The one hour <laughs> program concept is out the window. This is the magic. This is what yeah. happens. And ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we are back. That's, that's, that's yes, we're saying. back. We are back. Hold on. I got to give some kudos to, to Walter Hickox. I got to give him kudos because if you, I saw this video early in the week and I'm like, what? This dude has a set on him because, man, to, to, to just attack that bear the way, I don't want to say attack, <laughs> defend his property the way he did. It's. I don't know. I don't know if I would have done that. I know he's protecting Ricky, his dog. Ricky, he attacked a bear with his bare hands. He was. Oh my, his <laughs> oh my gosh! I wonder. I wonder if the bear's like, oh no, he's got his bare hands on me bare back. No, I <laughs> can do about that. <laughs> right. Like all bears have accents, right? Like, <laughs> honey, call you hot. We're going back to Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't know what kind of that, accent that was. That was not a Wisconsin accent. What was it? It wasn't. What was it? I don't that? know. Maybe somebody with a different accent who just wants to move back to Wisconsin. <laughs> Doesn't mean that's a Wisconsin accent. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh, Ricky, uh, who's, who's, on tap, who's on tap to be interviewed uh, next? And and the first out of the lineup from our people from the Space Coast HR conference that's coming up in April. Who's on I can't tap? Mention, I can't mention that yet because we don't know who's going to be first. We have about half the speakers that are already. Give me two. Already, give me two. I got to look them up. That are locked in that said, yeah, we want to roll. Let's do this now. Oh, my goodness. Ashley okay. is locked in. She is ready to go. Okay. Oh, and oh, oh. Sam is ready to go. Ashley, let's talk about Ashley. I, I want to know a little bit more about Ashley before Ashley comes on the show. I want to yes. understand why talking with Ashley is going to be like such a very special and momentous thing. And it really will be. Now, what we're talking about is is a founder and president of Empowering Differences. Ashley Brundage, she's the founder and president 
of empowering differences. And while seeking employment at major financial institution, she self-identified during the interview process as a male to female transgender woman and subsequently was hired. Starting as a part-time teller, she rose to VP, diversity and inclusion in less than five years. She captured this four-step process of using empowerment to cultivate change in her new book and online course. Now, Ashley credits her success to those closest to her for providing actionable allyship during her two, uh, including her two teenage sons, Bryce and Blake. Since the beginning, transition in 2008, she's worked tirelessly to promote awareness and acceptance of gender identity and expression. She works to accomplish this goal by volunteering in the community and holding education sessions for corporations. Believe it or not, she serves on the Corporate Advisory Council for the NGLCCN National LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Also, is the immediate past chair for the NGLCC's Global TGNC Inclusion Task Force. And she chaired the successful bid to host the NGLCC convention in 2019 and visit Tampa Bay, named her their tourism champion. In 2018, she started serving on the board of the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts. In 2019, she was voted on the National Board of Directors for GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, and since has become the vice chair of the board. Now, GLAAD works to accelerate acceptance for the LGBTQ plus community through media advocacy. Ms. Brundage speaks locally and nationally about her transition, empowerment, workplace equality, leadership, and diversity and inclusion. She has also been interviewed in several publications, media outlets, including the Tampa Bay Times, the Business Journal, Miami Herald, Fox, ABC, CBS, Las Vegas Review Journal, Milwaukee Business Times, The Daily Beast, Fairy God Boss, InStyle Magazine, BBC World Service Radio, and a feature story with Bloomberg Business Week. And she will be sitting down with Ricky Bias. That is right. We are we are connecting next week. We are recording, and the show is going to be on shortly after that. I cannot wait to connect with with uh, with Ashley and to see her live in person on April twentieth on Space Coast, the twenty fifth year anniversary of the event, mind you. So yes, I cannot wait to uh, to sit that because man, what what a journey she's had. Heck of a journey, man! It takes guts. It really takes guts to so put wait, herself you're, out there. You're, you're so going to record this next week with Ashley. We are recording next week, yes, sir. Oh, beautiful! So. Everyone is going to have an opportunity to hear that this coming weekend, next week oh, on our next that'll... show. Would that be right? So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Mic is falling. Let me check my calendar to see it's. Uh... Yes, actually, we are recording next Wednesday. Promises so kept, and promises made, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. We're there. It is. We're we're in the shoot. <laughs> Can't wait, dude. It's so exciting. Ricky Bones talking to people. April twentieth. <laughs> Horrifying. (laughs) Final thoughts over to you, Ricky. (laughs) Final thoughts. Man, you just shot that out of a cannon. Final thoughts. January, the end of January 2022. We're currently still in the pandemic, according to JC. Um, It's not according to me. That's that's, that's National World. That's World News. Hey, 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 this is my final thoughts. Oh, my God. Your thoughts are terrible. My thoughts are beautiful. Like them or else. (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly how it feels like out there. Like me, or else I won't like you. Now, look, it's uh, it, it's. I'm gonna say what I've always said, JC. I know you're gonna smirk at this. Don't eat the Tide Pods. Dude, I'm gonna freak. Don't eat. Don't do not do that. <laughs> right. If you still don't want to listen to me telling you not to eat that, then you know what? If you do, whatever happens, 
as a result of that, it's something you deserve for not listening to sound advice. That is the end of my final thoughts. <laughs> hey, I do got one more thing, though. I do have one more thing. I'm going to put out a contest out there, JC. I'm going to put out a contest. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, when we publish this show today or tomorrow, make more than likely today, it's going to be advertised like crazy tomorrow. We are going to be looking for your worst, most horrific, hilarious HR stories. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put my email out there. I'm going to put a phone number out there for you to call and leave a voicemail with that story. Or if you can record it or email it, whatever works for you. Send me your your most hilarious, horrific HR stories. I won't mention your name. I won't mention uh, um, uh, a company. So if you want to change everything, it's up to you. But I won't mention your name unless you want me to. If your story gets selected for JC and I to dissect, you will get a $50 Amazon gift card. $50 Amazon gift card that uh, it's, if your story is selected, please send them in. We'll let you know who wins. And ladies and gentlemen, if the Amazon gift card isn't of your liking, Ricky, could you get someone Applebee's? Because here's my thing with Applebee's. Like, if you're talking about a date night, I mean, milkshakes, Applebee's, putt-putt golf, what what more do you need? Not Applebee's. (laughs) I don't like Applebee's, but okay, fine. If that goes, if if that's what you want, you'll do it. Fine. Excellent. I will will convert what the $50 to whatever you want, whether it's a gift card. Cryptocurrency is taking a dip. Now's the time to buy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You let me know. We'll do it. Yep. Just chime in. He will get you a date night at Applebee's. Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, um, for my final thought today, I just want to say thanks for everyone for stopping by, sticking with us the entire time so far. I'm JC on behalf of the podcast. Um, It's our pleasure to be here and back once again. Don't forget, coming up, 2022 Space Coast HR Conference taking place April 20th, 2022 in, in Port Canaveral. You can't go wrong. You need to recertify your credentials anyways. You have to go. You need to go somewhere. Come with Ricky. Come with me. Come with us. Let's let's do this together. We're going to have a beautiful day. It's going to be amazing. You and 1,000 of your friends in one of the most beautiful newly carpeted venues in the entire Space Coast region. That's that's all I got for you. Ricky Baez, one of the best ways people could reach the Baez things. Baezco.com B-A-E-Z-C-O.com You find us anywhere where you download your favorite podcast Just look for the screaming face The face of the franchise Who, by the way, may make a special appearance next week I can't confirm that yet He and I are meeting on Friday night to toss some things over Hang out with some wings and some beers It's going to be fun Come find us, let us know, like us Don't forget about the contest, $50 On behalf of the face of the franchise The guy on the cover art, Ricky Baez His entire production crew, staff Part-time workers, independent contractors General contractors, and all the people that he has to pay as well as myself who is a independent volunteer entity and not paid by ricky for this on a sunday eating up my entire freaking day but that's fine i love it and it's so good being back (laughs) once again remember everything here is educational informational and is uh meant to enhance you your workforce and your life drive safe have a good night ladies and gentlemen oh yeah That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go Bills. Go Bills. Where are they going?